Hello again, everybody, and War Eagle. Welcome to episode five of the Plainsman Podcast. This week, we're going to scramble around and get y'all updated on everything that um, has happened. Hope everyone had a great Valentine's weekend last week and stayed safe through the winter storms we had. Um, hadn't talked to y'all in a little while, so we're going to catch y'all up real quick. So let's go ahead and get this show started. Welcome back, boys. Brett, welcome back to another episode, bud. Thanks, bud. Missed it last week. Glad to be back. Marcus? Yes, I'm present. Physically. <sighs> yeah, physically is right. Marcus just getting home from a hard day's work on a Sunday, so hope, hopefully he can uh, regroup and, and give us 30 or 45 minutes here. All right, um, let's get started with the... The main sport that's in season right now, basketball. Um, since we last talked to y'all, it's we've played three games, had one one canceled because of the winter storms we just talked about. Um, we beat Vandy last Tuesday night, and then lost to Kentucky Saturday in a very close game at Rupp Arena, and then yesterday I don't even know what what happened yesterday. Um, it it felt to me like the Kentucky loss kind of broke our back and yesterday just we didn't look all there did did you guys get to watch anything yesterday I did not um I I was actually at my little brother's baseball game so I was unable to watch um well for the first time since I've started watching Auburn basketball in 10 years we got off to a hot start and um I thought it looked a little too good to be true um and it was um I had went and I was at work yesterday too and went away and then when I came back we were down and I said, oh boy. And it got ugly. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely got ugly. Um, It's one of the worst losses I can remember Bruce taking really. I mean, I know the first year wasn't great, but we haven't been blown out in a while. You know, we may have lost a few 10 or 12 point games here and there, but we lost by 24 yesterday and we couldn't stop a nosebleed. I mean, LSU put up 104 and... I, I don't know. It, I'm not going to say the team quit. That's not what I'm saying at all. But yesterday just definitely looked very lackluster and lazy, in my opinion. Um, but, I mean, what can you do? You know, you got to shake it off and, and look ahead to Tuesday. We play Florida. We host Florida at home Tuesday night. That game's been moved up to 6 o'clock. Um, you know, I mean, Florida's not great, but they're still – I always look at Florida like Kentucky. You know, if you can beat them in basketball, you're doing all right. So if we can bounce back and beat Florida Tuesday night and get back on the right track, you know, again, it it's a season that doesn't matter. So, you know, obviously you want to win, but I almost it, – it seems to me like with every loss, I feel like it gets one step closer to getting Cooper back another year. I, I really feel like that kid wants to win, and the worst – the season gets for us, I feel like the more it is going to lure him back in. Do y'all agree with that or not? Marcus, you're kind of giving me a look. Um, I think it goes two ways. I think that um, one way, he may be tired of losing and knows that he can go make money and not lose or make money and lose. It don't matter, really. I mean, make money. Or um, he can feel as if his stock trade um, has went down 
in the um in the draft and because they are losing, but he's putting up consistent numbers that I still think he's probably going to be a top 10 pick. Um it just depends on what he and his family and the coaches at Auburn persuade him or what he decides he wants to do. Yeah, I heard Tom Hart make a make a comment yesterday. Um, Sharif got called for a travel right across half court, and he got called for the travel and handed the ball to the ref, and the, the commentator said, yeah, he won't have to worry about that next year in the NBA. That <laughs> kind of cracked me up. But, I mean, everybody's just assuming it's a foregone conclusion that he's gone, and I just don't. I just don't think it's 100% you know that he's gone so everybody's just gonna have to wait and see you know whenever that deadline is for him to declare you know we'll know then and I don't think we'll know before then so it is what it is but um something else on the basketball front I do want to talk about real quick um if y'all remember last year in the the TBT the basketball tournament Auburn put a team together um but it wasn't strictly Auburn alumni it was just Auburn heavy but they have uh They've come back this year, and we're going to try it again. And this year, it's going to be more, more Auburn flavor than before. So, um, Marcus, have you seen anything on this? Me and Brett were talking about it just a minute ago. But have you seen any of the? Um, I know that they added Malik Dunbar. They did add Malik Dunbar. Here's the here's the list that we've got. We've got Deshaun Murray, Laurent Smith, who was kind of the team captain last year. They added T.J. Dunnett yesterday, uh, Malik Dunbar, Simeon Bowers, and Danielle Purifoy. So that's, I mean, if nothing else, they're going to be fun to watch. I, I know we kind of got our odds beat out last year in that tournament. Everybody was real pumped about War Tampa, and then they went down there and got two or three and got sent home. But, uh, Brett, what are you looking forward to out of this team? Wasn't uh, TJ the guy who went and stood in the other team's huddle? Yes, in mid-game? Georgia's huddle, yeah. 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 That, yeah. That's hilarious. If he could pull something like that off. <laughs> yeah. Fun. But, he also hit it. He also hit a buzzer beater three to beat Clemson. Um, but, yeah, I think he's still, even after that, more remembered for standing in Georgia's huddle, which is still one of the funniest clips you can see. Yeah, I think I look most forward to seeing uh, Malik Dunbar again, though. I know he's played in some uh, overseas-type stuff, but ever since he left Auburn, I hadn't really seen him play much. And he's just one of those guys that he's hard not to like. So mm-hmm. I enjoy watching him play, and I, I look forward to that one. Well, to me, Simeon Bowers, man, I just, like, when I think of the Bruce Pearl era, Simeon's where it started for me. Like, you know, he was kind of the first big guy that we got, and I just, I'll always respect him. Even though they didn't win a lot, it still was kind of like laying the foundation. So that that Simeon Bowers class was was one of my favorites. So, Marcus, um, anything to add on that? No, I mean, just when you you think – start at Simeon Bowers' class to today's. There's just been a lot of really fun players to watch, a lot of great scores. Um, Antoine Mason and uh, KT Harrell. Just, I mean, you know, just a lot of guys that really built Auburn's foundation in basketball since Bruce has been there. I mean, there's, there's, there's just been a, you know, a lot of guys, and I feel like now we just kind of get – we kind of get immune to the draft classes because we draft so well, or we recruit so well. Recruit. I'm sorry. Yeah. If um, we recruit like top top players now, and it's not really making them, you know, what how good they were back then. So you know, I remember yelling at Simeon to pass the ball to a point guard, so he you know wouldn't be bringing it up the court every time. But yeah. I mean, you know, just and now just, we and, and now we got six ten guys running point on purpose. So. Yeah. So, 
yeah, I mean, just just thinking of the where we come from, it's it's been fun to watch. And uh, speaking of that, Jared Harper and Bryce Brown playing in the G League. I mean, um, Jared Harper is I, – I can't believe he's not on an NBA team, honestly, at least as a backup. You know, I, I think – we talked about this a little bit the other day in our in our chat. You know, does it have something to do with size or or something else? But I just don't feel like there's sixty point guards better than Jared Harper. I just don't. Yeah, I've said that too. Is is his contract a two way contract though? It is. Yes. Okay. I was just wondering. I just think yeah. that he is faster than just about probably anybody except John Wall with the basketball. I just think that his size really does hurt him when teams go, I don't know if, you know, I just think it does hurt him not being on a on a squad in the NBA. Yeah, that may be so. All right, um, well, let's move into the other sport that just started this weekend. Um, Auburn baseball starts with a sweep of Presbyterian College, and the games got a little less comfortable as we went. Um, Opening day, we won fourteen to three. Had a big, big home run from Rankin Woley, a ball that I still am not sure has landed three days later. Um, then we went out yesterday and won six to one to kind of take the pain out of the LSU basketball loss. And then today, we uh, made it real interesting with a walk off win in the bottom of the tenth to win two to one. So, Brett, I know that last or our last episode when you were previewing. Um, you know, you were expecting a lot of big things out of the baseball team. What uh, what'd you see in the first series that kind of backed that up? Um, so, Cody Greenhill, he was on a pitch count, but um, his out, his outing was pretty good for his first outing of the season. Thought him and Richard Fitz both pitched pretty well. Um, I, I think I told you we we used twelve pitchers this weekend, so mm-hmm. keeping everybody on a pitch count and seeing what we got. Um, I think that's Coach Tim Hudson's plan for this weekend and. I would say it's successful. We saw a lot of arms and a lot of good stuff. Um, our bats are still hot. Stephen Williams, Judd Ward, Rankin Woolley, and Ryan Bliss all had great weekends at the plate. So um, it's it's definitely something to build on and go forward, especially when we have that um, Round Rock Classic next weekend. So mm-hmm. so uh, I hope I hope it'll be fun to watch this year. Yep, uh, dude. Ryan Bliss made a play yesterday. I don't know if y'all saw it or not, but. Um, at the time, we still had a no-hitter going, and it was a laser hit back up the middle. It kind of hopped off the mound, and Bliss made a sliding play behind second base and got up and made the throw, and I was like, oh, my God, that was so pretty. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we, we got two games with Alabama A&M this weekend, and then we head to Texas for a pretty big tournament with some big names. You know, you read them off last week. I know we, uh, we play Oklahoma and Baylor for sure. So, you know, kind of see where we're at. Um, early in the season, so that'll that'll be fun for sure. Um, Marcus, anything you want to say baseball-wise? No, that was a good information from Brett. All right. Um, so let's let's hit football for just a second. Um, big weekend for Coach Harson. Uh, flip the four-star defensive end from Tennessee, Dylan Brooks. Um, I think this is something we all saw coming, but it was all about Tennessee releasing him. And we didn't know if that was ever going to happen. And then once it did, you know, we we all felt pretty strongly that it was coming. But it's always a good feeling to get the get the confirmation from the kid. So um, he's a four star defensive end, and he's he's big. He's a big big get for this recruiting class. You know, we talked about 
our first one of our first episodes about how Coach Harson was kind of going to have to make his name in the in the transfer transfer portal this year. Easy for me to say, and um, you know he's done that. Hey, we've got a we've got a couple of guys from from some other schools. You know we got the the linebacker from Northwestern. We've got a cornerback from West Virginia that that could still be coming to Auburn. So um, Brett, I think you even mentioned earlier that there's another one from Tennessee that may be coming over. So, um, you know, Dylan Brooks is a big get. Defense is, is something we struggled with this past year. And, you know, if that's where we're reloading, then that's that's a good thing to – that's a good problem to have is bringing in all these guys on the de- defensive side. So, um, A-Day has been set. The, the date is April the 17th. Um, I haven't seen anything as far as, like, if fans are going to be able to go or anything. I would imagine not. But, but if – if we can, I would love to pack that place out for Coach Harson and kind of give him a feel. You know, everybody's itching to get back in the stadium. I think so. Um, that would be that'd be a good time to do it. But you know, eight a eight a is what it is. But this year, I think the thing about it is, you know, every head coach gets to run it differently. And you know, we've talked about how in practice. Coach Harson's doing ones versus ones. Gus never did that. It was always ones versus scout team or whatever. So I think A-Day may show us a little something different this year as opposed to going out there and running 60 minutes off the clock. What do y'all expect to see from from an A-Day game? Uh, I mean, this year kind of has that different feel. I mean, everybody's excited about it. Everybody wants to see what Coach Harson, what Coach Harson has. Um, like you said, I think he's coming in – with every position's open like you have to earn it so one versus one is showing him who has the best talent if he don't mm-hmm. think you're better than the two guy you're going to get booted and then you're you're going to be twos versus twos so mm-hmm. i think um you know it, it'll just be good to see what he has and i don't know that he'll show very much as far as play scheme goes and everything else i think it'll just be good to see what kind of talent he has mm-hmm. yeah i think that um for me personally, I don't know what to expect, and I think that's the best feeling is you just don't know. So you're just going to pretty much – it's a new type of mold for you know us as fans is to see something different. It's not going to be, um, well, did our offense just score a lot or is our defense that bad BS? I think we're going to be able to see um, you know guys flying around. And just to make a comment about the Dylan Brooks – don't know if that's much Brian Harson as it is uh, Derek Mason because I think guys are really wanting to play for him, and I really think that that probably has a lot to go with the flips too. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Coach Harson. I'm just saying you're seeing a lot of these um, not freshman guys but transfers um, coming to the defensive side, and I wonder if maybe that has something to do with it. That is a really good point that I didn't think about. Um, there, Marcus. I, you know, I've seen a lot of lot of little clips, and I, it looks like the players are really warming up to to Coach Mason a lot. And that's a really good point by you there. I didn't even really think about it, but you know, we're not getting a lot of transfers on the offensive side, so that very well may could have something to do with it. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, one more thing on the Auburn football front. Um, our former head coach has found him a new landing spot in Orlando with the UCF Knights, and I was a little bit surprised by this, but he took uh, T. Will away from Miami, who had just hired him as a linebackers coach, and he brought him to UCF to be a defensive coordinator. Did that shock y'all? 
him coming back so early, maybe a little bit, just because, I mean, he's not hurting for money. I thought he might take a little time from the game, but, you know, he may have felt like he'd have kicked the bucket after, you know, next year after being out of the game. I mean, these guys, these guys want to be in it nonstop, and I think that when you take a step back and look, I think UCF is non, not near as demanding as an SEC school. He's going to have time off still. Um, I think that Travis Williams, that was a great, you know, that's a, just a great situation for him. It's a great situation for Gus. Herb Hand jumped that ship. I mm-hmm. mean, they're going to they're gonna continue to, to build stuff down there. I think their ceiling's probably the conference championship. They may make some noise one year and claim another championship if they don't make it. I don't know. But, you know, we'll just have to see. I mean, I hope nothing but the best and – uh you know, I just don't need these beat writers. Um, mm. Explicit. I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to stop. I get what you're saying, my guy. Because um, we talked about this earlier this week, about how they were they just couldn't get Gus out of town fast enough. Now they have nothing but good things to say about him. So I was definitely very frustrated with that myself. Um, Brett, what what is your initial thought of Gus being in black and gold? I actually think it's a really good fit for Gus. Um, I kind of thought he would land a little bit lower. I didn't know that – I didn't see him landing at a school as, as well-known as UCF. Um, like Marcus said, his ceiling is probably conference championship, which I think is absolutely obtainable. Mm-hmm. Um, bringing T. Will over there with him, who's known for his recruiting, smart move on his choice. Happy to see T. Will get the defensive coordinator spot there. Um, I'm sure he can build on that, and in a couple of years, if they do well at UCF, then there's no telling where T-Wheel may end up. But my main hope is that Gus and T-Wheel can go in there and take some recruits out of Florida and keep them mm-hmm. away from Florida, Florida State, freaking Alabama, for God's sakes. <laughs> and uh, if, if he can do that, then, I mean, that helps Auburn. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, I've actually seen he's doing a lot of recruiting here, which worries me. But um, Gus has been in Birmingham a lot this past week, you know, recruiting already. And I've seen a lot of recruits saying, you know, been offered by UCF or whatever. So, um, no, that's that's a really good point, though. If he can if he can steal away a couple of big names from the D1 schools, you know, like Marcus did mention, you know, Salem probably is conference championship, but you got to beat Memphis and Cincinnati every year. You know, I mean, that's really your two – big teams and Cincinnati kind of you know dominated this year in the in the AAC and um choked one away against Georgia in the bowl game but you know it it is that's what you get with those schools you know they're going to go undefeated and then when they play a big team you know they're going to be in it but they're usually not as talented so we're talking about them are um, we talking about the ACC and the Pac-12 who are we talking about again because oh I no, mean we're talking about the the non-group of five but okay it, well, it usually is know, about it sounds the same. a lot like same ACC result. talk to me yeah, yeah same I result. mean in fact you could argue that Central Florida has to play a tougher schedule than the ACC does actually if you have to play yeah. Memphis and Cincinnati both I mean okay we can move yeah on. yeah all right, so uh, since we last talked, the Super Bowl occurred. Um, Brett's boy, Tom Brady, finally got his seventh ring. He's running out of fingers quickly. Do you think he gets to 10, Brett? 10? No. It was a, it was a joke. It was a joke. Uh, seven is impressive. I'm not going to take anything away from Brady as much as I hate him. I even mentioned on the show right before the Super Bowl that I was 
pulling for um, Brady. And then that, my mind got changed real quick in the second quarter when mysteriously flags started flying to benefit the Buccaneers. But I will let that go. Um, no, I mean, Brady winning seven is a big deal. No, no kidding. Um, definitely cements his name among the greats. Marcus, I think it was your poll question. Um, would anybody ever, ever get there? And, you know, we both definitively said no. So, um, it is what it is. What, what did y'all see from the Super Bowl? I, I mean, we don't even have to talk about the game because it really wasn't a game. It was ugly from start to finish. Um, actually, any commercial stand like out to, to y'all? I would. Okay. Once upon a time, there was this man. He had like an afro, and he ran for his life over 500 yards, all just to have single digits and get drilled in the Super Bowl on the biggest stage in the world. The end. Oh, okay. You were talking about Mahomes there for a second. I thought you were talking about Bo Nix until you said Super Bowl. So um, a lot of people didn't have that same energy when it came to number 10, but whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, Mahomes ran for his life the whole game. Uh, don't, don't, Kansas City... Now, don't make me go to the texts under Mason and find these Bo Nix texts that I've seen before. No, no, no. I've slandered Bo myself, for okay. sure. All for right. sure. Because I will go um, back and post all over Twitter these text messages. I know. Them I know. out. Jeez. Yeah, he did. No, I've I've been very vocal about my frustrations with Bo, but you know there comes a point where you realize that it's not all on his shoulders. So I, I think I kind of woke up to that maybe later than... Marcus did, but but I definitely did come to that realization. But now Kansas City was missing a couple of starting offensive linemen, and when you're in the NFL, you can't be playing backups in the Super Bowl. It, and if you do, what's going to happen happens. So, um, Brett, congratulations, I guess, to Brady. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, congratulations to you, Mason. Y'all got a oh. new quarterback. See, that is exactly where I was going next. Perfect it's, uh, bridge. It's almost, <laughs> almost like you had my outline, guy. Um, the Colts did sign a quarterback this this week, and I could not be I could not be happier. Carson Wentz from the Eagles to the Colts. Oh, guys, when I tell you, my buddy texted me first before I got the updates, and I really just thought he was being mean to me. I really did because I had not got any updates and it hadn't been confirmed. And um, I told him, I was like, why are you doing this to me? And then I got the updates and I was like, oh, well, I guess because it's true. Um, no, Carson Wentz is terrible. I've never liked him. I've He had one good season. Now, what I will say about that is his one good season was when Frank Reich was his offensive coordinator. Well, guess who the head coach is for the Colts? It's Frank Reich. So that is the slimmer of hope that I'm hanging on to. But um, no, I was not thrilled with the Colts deal. In fact, it, the, let me tell you all what made me the most mad about the trade. In the clause, it says that the second round pick that we gave to Philly, if Carson Wentz does play 75% of his snaps this year, it upgrades to a first round pick. That's how confident they are. <laughs> that he's going to get hurt and not play. <laughs> so I just, I don't know, man. It's it's going to be a disaster. I feel like I could be wrong. And the thing is, I'm not going to pull for him to suck. Like, I'm just not. But I I feel like he's going to. So <laughs> that that's kind of where I'm at. Um, so, Mason, so 
my you said in the past that the Colts are ready to win. They're built to win. They just needed a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So going into this season, what would be your your I don't know your expectations, expectations maybe? Um, I would say okay. Before I answer this question, let me let me also make this point. A buddy of mine I work with is actually an Eagles fan of all people. Um, he's an Eagles fan, and he mentioned that you know the Colts have a very good offensive line, and the Eagles do not. So you know maybe Wentz can stand in the pocket and not get killed this year, maybe. Um, but to answer your question, Brett, with that being said, you know how well the team is constructed already. I would say we at least need to make the AFC Championship game. I. Now, Marcus, well, you don't, gotta, don't jump out of the window here. Well, bud. you got to get cancer wins there first, and then you can go to to maybe talking playoffs. Well, but, I mean, he's there. I don't know what you mean by that. Like that. That's a no. I meant you got to get him to the game there. Hoss, oh, oh no. Because yeah, no, no. That's what I'm saying. That that playoffs. was my whole point. <laughs> that was the whole point of what I just said. You know, was was with the way the offensive line is built, maybe he can be more protected and not be so prone to injury. But um, but no, I mean. You're right, Brett. I did say the Colts are ready to win, and I think they are. And um, I don't know. I, I do have high expectations for the team, not necessarily for him, but he's <laughs> he's got to prove it to me. Is is what I would say. So you um, have you have high expectations for the team, but not the team's leader on offense. <laughs> correct. That is correct. I could not have said it better. I'm not sure that Mark- that means you have high expectations for the teams, but <laughs> I was about to say because if you give me a bad team and insert Tom Brady, I'm good with that team more than I am a bad a good team with a bad quarterback. Yeah, see Tampa Bay this past season, right? Right. Well, no, Tampa had prepared for this. Well, moment. Tampa built after Brady got there. Well, everybody were, wanted to play. They with were Brady. on the upslide though before Tom. It, it was just a domino effect when Tom did say yeah. Tampa's where I'm going to go in a championship. Yeah, so. Marcus, what were you about to ask when when Brett started his question? Because I uh, felt like this was a a little bit of a roast coming. Uh, no, I just was asking why we wouldn't give Cancer Wentz a a, a chance. You know. Because I've seen what he has done in his three or four years when he was somewhat healthy. Okay, I've called and this man th- cancer three times and nobody has even reacted. It's just like it's oh, an expected. You know thing. why? Because it is expected. Okay, that's well, why there's been no reaction. Like well, it, it fits so perfectly that I didn't even b- blink an eye. You know? Well, no, poor guy. So yeah, yeah, poor guy's right. I mean, we went from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck to Philip. 11 kid rivers to Philip Hall of Fame rivers. Stop it. Okay, he'll be in the hall, dude. Easily. He what will what makes you think that? He will His not. numbers. Okay. Okay. All right. He All played right. 25 years. Of course he's got a lot of numbers. <laughs> That's fine. I'm just telling you. Make it a poll question. Does Philip Rivers make the Hall of Fame? Better than that, I'll make it a steak bet. Steak oh. dinner. If Philip Rivers years does later? not make the Hall of Fame, yeah, Ten years we'll, later? we'll okay. make this last. Right, I'll write, I'll write it right now in the contract. If he goes into the Hall of Fame, I will buy you a steak dinner, and if he does not, you will buy me one. Well, yes or that's no? That's fine, but we're not going out back, buddy. It's <laughs> gonna be a big juicy steak. <laughs> Where are we going for this steak? I want to go. Whoa, oh no, you're, you, you're not no, in it, Brett. You didn't off say you were going to the Hall. Yeah. I'll pay for my own. I'll oh, like, so, okay. That's fair. Okay, okay. Uh, we'll pick, pick somewhere there. Uh, sure. Sure. All right. I'll let y'all know. Okay. All right. So that's kind of all the topics we have. Marcus, we're going to go on ahead and get your Plainsman poll out of the way. Oh, 
Sorry, it's, it's such Out a... of the way, make it sound like a burden. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right. Today's Plainsman poll. Uh, oh, my God. Swear. This is the first question. I swear it is. What is the best restaurant you have ever eaten at? Brett, I'm going to let you go first. I think you've been to some more complicated places than I have. So, I'm a big fan of steak. All right, it's like my favorite thing to eat. I would have to say Perry's Steakhouse. Oh, Perry. Perry's Steakhouse. I know him personally. You get the the eight-ounce filet. Man. Not really. It's the best steak I've ever had. All right. Mason? Um, hmm. That's tough, man. I, um, you definitely caught me off guard with that one. Uh, I'm a big seafood guy. I, I enjoy seafood. And I would have to go with Captain Jack's in Panama City. I thought you were going to um, say Captain D's, bro. <laughs> I was no. <laughs> no, no. A little more classy than that. Um, I would say Captain Jackson in Panama City would probably be my my answer. It's, it's not necessarily the nicest place I've ever been to, but I love the food there more than any other place. Like well, if, I know a buddy that'll that'll put a hurting on him. <laughs> hey, yes, we sir. did put yes, a hurting as a yeah, home. we did. On here. Absolutely, <laughs> Good Lord. Yes, we did. So, so Marcus, uh, what is uh, your answer? Um, I don't know, man. I'm on a kick right now. I've only had this place twice, but it's probably the best. And we're going this week to Orlando, and there's one down there. Maggiano's is a great Italian. Um, I do like Firebird's steak the best, but I'd probably, if I had the choice, I'd probably go Maggiano's. So, uh, next question is, if you could visit anywhere in the world for a weekend, where would it be? Oh, man, y'all are going to laugh so hard at me. Please tell me it's Daytona. No, 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 no. Say Auburn no. so I can shoot you. No. Um, I would love to go to Australia for a weekend. Is I that right, like Mike? S- <laughs> I would li- and I don't mean Outback, Marcus. Um, I would like to just go see the safari, kind of the, the whole wildlife aspect of it. That would probably be my, you know, if if you said everything's paid for, you just tell me where you want to go, I think I would pick Australia. I respect That's that fine. because my whole life I've wanted to go to Australia. Like, really? Until just a few years ago, that was my number one destination. Hmm. Well, what is it now? Uh, it is now Bora Bora. Oh. In the little uh, huts over the water. Yeah. Yeah, I've it seen It is pictures. also one of the most expensive places. I was about to say. To. It's like, we oh, looked at it for so our honeymoon nice. and realized real quick <laughs> that was not yeah, even an option. <laughs> we'll just watch the videos. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go to Punta Cana and act like we're in Bora Bora. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. So, so Marcus, um, where's your destination? You know, I don't know why. I would either say, um, well, China's out. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> mad at China. Um, I would. I don't know. Paris kind of seems appealing, just because it's you know nice. City boy. Yeah. For those so, who don't know, Marcus is a romantic type. So this yeah, is, well, makes complete sense. I'm sorry sense. I didn't. Sorry I didn't go say I wanted to ride on the back of elephants and look over the back, a safari. Okay. <laughs> so, but no, that's cool. Um, next one is top three movies. Top three favorite movies. 
just, I mean, I know we're really not even movie guys, just no sequels either, you bunch of punks. Gotcha. No, um, Mason's got this one first, because I really am a movie guy, and I've got to think about it. Oh, God. Yeah, I definitely don't. Um, mine is The Hangover would be number one. Moneyball would probably be number two. And number three would, it's a seasonal movie, but Christmas Vacation would probably be my number three. That's fair. Those are I, I enjoy all three of those movies very much. Well, good. I finally gave an answer. Marcus didn't laugh. At me. I'm, <laughs> I'm proud of me for once. Oh God. <laughs> um, go ahead, Brett. Marcus, do you have your three picked out? Yeah, I mean, I could I could reel them off. Uh, like these, like when they came out, like I still love these movies, but I just remember like when they when I first watched them, I was like, man, I love that movie so much. I'd have to say, The Dark Knight, Batman. The Dark Knight, I love that movie. Any of the Hunger Games, I loved all of them. Probably like the first one or two would probably be okay. Brett, you, let me tell you what you can do, buddy, because <laughs> I'm gonna scoff at yours too. And uh, third one, word. I would have to say, I mean, Hangover. It, it really is Hangover. I can watch that movie and laugh. It don't matter what, every time. Times. I know every time. I know. Yeah. All right, so we we gave our crappy movies go ahead Brett blow us away buddy <laughs> yeah come on Mr. Hollywood let us know alright so I think uh, Remember the Titans is one um, Step Brothers is another and um, The Dark Knight like you said okay cool wow. yeah. I just think the Joker is the best oh yeah, for sure it was definitely in that movie it was portrayed the best for sure I've never I've okay oh easy I have not watched Step Brothers all the way through I've seen bits and pieces, but I have not watched it all the way it's, through. It's never been funny enough to me to hold my attention. Yeah. I mean, I really think Elf was probably funnier than Step Brothers. I agree. I, I agree 100%. <laughs> all right. And then last question. We'll wrap it up. If you could meet one person and spend a day with them, who would it be? Besides okay. Jesus Christ. Can they be dead or alive? That should be a sign. Like, like I understand what I just said made no sense. I'm not going to spend an hour with a dead person. Yeah, Earnhardt, they it. can be dead. Okay, well, that's what I was going to say. So, <laughs> so uh, go ahead and jump, jump right off that cliff. Yeah, I'd, I'd <laughs> sit and have a couple with old Dale. <laughs> Brett, who would you spend your day with, buddy? I don't know. That is super hard. Um, 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 shoot, I don't know. Who's yours, Marcus? <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> uh, the two, three. Or actually, I don't know. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna back my statement up. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. What did you the say? The two, three is Michael Jordan. Oh, quit. We're so not doing this right now. You, this is a whole nother podcast. We're not doing this right now. If well, the fans want an MJ two, Lebron debate, they'll get it. But not right now. I'd actually spend a day with Kobe. I really would. I just I have a lot. I would have. Tons you could learn so much from Kobe. Yeah, for sure. I would say Kobe Bryant. I, still, I feel like I know where Brett's going. Do you? Because okay. I don't even know where I'm going. Oh god! I feel like I had an idea there for a second. What was it? Dustin Pedroia. Uh, yeah. You think so? I think so. Yeah. You're taller than Dustin Pedroia. That doesn't take fact. much, bud. That would be weird <laughs> to me. But. It he was, doesn't have quite the heart <laughs> on the baseball field. On the baseball Brad, field. It's a low blow. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, come on. He don't have the heart. 
<laughs> I don't have the athletic ability. I don't know about the heart. I was about to say. I, about to say. Okay. I mean, if you um, get if you get Brett Dustin, uh, you don't know what his heart could be. <laughs> yeah, it was between Dustin and Bo Jackson. Oh yeah, that's mm. a good one too. So yeah, uh, I would I think not Dustin want to would win that one. <clears throat> I would not want Cam Newton to dress me up. <laughs> that's why <laughs> sure. I didn't choose Cam. I wouldn't want to go <laughs> shopping with him. That's so, for sure. All right. Well, that's all I have for Plainsman Poll. Let's all hit the last segment of the week and do our tweets of the week. Um, Brett, did you finally come up with one? We'll start with you this week. I did, and my tweet, my tweet of the week, like my favorite part of it, is probably a reply to another tweet. Okay. So who do I give credit to here? Here, the reply. Uh, give it to the reply, yeah, and then we'll tweet the whole deal. All right. So the reply came from Brandon Hannibal Donkey. I, I don't know. It's at Real Brandon Donk. Okay. Good. The original tweet said, going on 30 hours without power. What's the longest you've ever gone without power? His response was, I was married for 18 years. <laughs> All right, Marcus, your turn, bud. All right, I've got two. And one, I'm not, like, I don't know who, I was going to go back through, so I'm just going to say what it said. I'm actually, like, basically sub-quoting here because it's not word for word, but it just said something along the lines of, um, if you think you're having a bad day, somebody just met your ex and thought they found somebody great. <laughs> and I just thought that was funny. Gave me a good chuckle. So, the uh, shower thoughts is my actual tweet, though, and it just says, if you punch yourself in the face and you think it hurts, are you weak or strong? And this is a shower thought, for sure. Well, it's kind of like the boy in Kenny Rogers' song that struck himself out. Didn't know if he was a good hitter or a good pitcher, but... All right, so my tweet of the week, we're going to come back and tie it off with uh, with some sports here since we ain't talked about that in about 15 minutes. Um, going back to the Carson Wentz situation, my tweet of the week is from ESPN Stats and Info. Last season, Carson Wentz became just the fourth quarterback to lead the league in both time sacked and interceptions since the 1970 AFL-NFL merger. He joined Blake Bortles in 15, John Kitna in 07, and Dave Krieg in 1995. Good. I'm so happy that that's our quarterback going forward. Well, that just based your stats from um, speculation from earlier that they just didn't have a good offensive line. So there you go. Maybe that's not all, In fact, 80% of sacks are not quarterbacks' faults, really. I would agree with that. All right, well, thank you all for tuning in to the Plainsman Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and y'all will head on over and subscribe to us and give us all five stars. Uh, Next week, we're going to have a special guest on the show, so make sure you come back and tune in for that. And we will talk to y'all next week. War Eagle. War Eagle. Hey. War Eagle.